just simply thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord, allowing us to see another day, Father. Father, as the song said, whatever you have for me is for me. I can't worry about what's for anybody else, but I just thank you for what you have for me is for me. So I'm just thankful this morning, Father, that you woke me up this morning in my right mind started me on my way so I can come out into your house and worship you just one more time Father so I'm just so thankful this morning Lord you're an awesome God and we love you now Father let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight Father speak to me and through me so that your people can hear a word from you this morning in your son Jesus name we pray Amen you believe that what God has for you I don't care what anybody else say or what anybody else tries to do what God has for you is for you giving honor to God for this day that he has made I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it I want to acknowledge Pastor Pickett in his absence and continually lift he and Sister Pickett up my brothers in the gospel Pastor Trudell, we were just, Pastor Joe and I were just talking about how, you know, wonderful and how amazing it is to have this much wisdom and this much knowledge still in the pulpit to just sort of just, I, I mean, just to pour into our lives. And we're so thankful for to Pastor Trudell for that. Been on that battlefield a long time, y'all. And he said he ain't tired yet, amen. Pastor Joe and my other brother in the gospel, we ordained together and we're just on fire for God. Amen. Uh, I also, I would just like to recognize my my mom who's out in the uh, congregation. Everybody that don't know, that's that's my mama out there. I, 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 I go ahead and raise your, raise your hand, mama, so they know. I got all kind of mamas out there. I'm telling you, uh, Mama Speed, Mama Granger, they, they, they know. Amen. And then I have to I, I, I'd be remiss. Let me make sure I do this. I, I have to acknowledge Gloria. Where she at? Because last time I did this, I got the cold treatment when I got home. Daddy, you you talk to everybody and mention everybody but me and Jared. And then I, I, I want to I wanna especially acknowledge my my uh, my better half, and that's my wife, Eastland. Uh, you, you, if, if you want to know me, all you need to do is ask her. Amen? Uh, uh, Y'all know that when that we, we, we support each other. Uh, um, I, I know y'all see me every, anytime she stand up and sing, ain't nobody else got to stand. I'm going to stand. Y'all are, I know, I be watching y'all. Y'all be saying, when, when he going to get up? But I'm going to tell you, that's, 
That's me. I'm going to do that. I'm going to stand and praise. You, you know why I'm standing? Because I'm standing praising God for the voice that he gave her so that he can, he can be blessed through her voice. So amen, somebody. I'm going to let you, and I'm going to let you in on a little, little, little secrecy. And this is, this is just, God put it on my heart to tell you this, especially your young people. You know, we met in church some, some time ago up in Camp Stanley, South Korea. And, I, 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 and, and this is going to blow your mind because it's always still blowing my mind. Because when you know, you know that you know. And when God is in the midst, I, I, we met in Camp Stanley. We dated for four months, got married around that fifth month and been married almost 20 years. You tell me, you tell me, see, see, when you know what you know, and I, I'm just telling you this, young people, you know what you, what you know. Amen, somebody. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm not ashamed of it. Hey, 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 he, when, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing, and he has favor from the Lord. Amen. Uh, 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 the scripture for today comes out of John 6, 1 through 12. I'm going to focus right now on verses 9 through 12, and and, and and just sit there for a minute. And verse 9 says, there is a, a, a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down and numbered about 5,000. And they're not even talking about the women and children. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to them, to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. Let me say that again, as much as they wanted. So when they had filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Amen. As I always like to, to lead off with a little bit of background on the book. I call it my teaching and speaking before the preaching. Amen. See, see, the book of John is written by John of Fisherman and the son of Zebedee. John was in the inner circle of Jesus. I need you to wrap your mind around that now because as, as, I, as we talk about this uh, scripture and in the context of what is occurring, I need you to, 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 to have that in your thought that John was in the in a circle of Jesus. It is said that John was Jesus' closest friend. Now the, now, now, the book of John is not just a biography. It is a selected book of evidence so that whoever reads this book may believe that Jesus is Christ. Amen. And everybody in here, if they don't know anything about John, they know John 3.16. Amen. And if you don't know it, you can go through all that, but if you don't know, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And it says that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever, that whoever is talking about the prostitute. You know, I know Pastor Pickett talked about it. That whoever is talking about the criminal on the cross. Huh? That whoever is talking about the drug dealer down the street. It says, whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John is an eyewitness to the accounts that took place, and he writes about it. Now, as we read John 1 through 12, again, I, I, I'm going to spend a lot of time on verse 9. You see, there's a great event 
that is about to take place. And if we skip past verse 9 too quickly, you will miss the message of the miracle. Amen? So, so I want to spend just a little time right there. The, the topic for my sermon today is giving God your all I have is sufficient. Let me say that. Your all I have is sufficient. Lessons from a young boy's lunchbox. Amen? Lessons from a young boy's lunchbox. I, I know the grammar structure is not, not correct, but that's, you'll, you'll, you'll get the meaning of it. I, I got my teachers in here. You see, you, you see, verse 9 begins by telling us that there is a lad. In the Old Testament, the word occurs as the translations na'ar, uh, meaning young person. The scripture does not give us the exact age of the boy, but we know he was a young boy. Amen. Did you get that? He was a young boy among the multitude young people. He was a young boy among the multitude. That's right. There, that, that right there has its significance in that this young boy was following Jesus. Amen. It says that he was in the midst of the multitude. We're talking 5,000 men and not including women and children. So some say it could have been 10 to 15,000 and he was in the midst of, of that. It does not matter how he got there. You Well, you can say, well, it's parents might have brought him or, or, or some relative may have bought him. It doesn't matter how he got there. But the fact that he was following Jesus is all that mattered. Amen. Let, let, let me say this. You know, Deacon David's been driving that van for a long, long time. He picked those kids up and it, he gets them here and, 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 and on Wednesday and Sunday to bring them to church. They are following Christ. The method uh, of how they get here is not as important as the fact that they are here amen it's the same with this it's the same with this young boy we can say because he was a young boy he was there with his parents or it wouldn't make sense that he was there on his own because he had two fish and five loaves of bread in his lunch box and that's what we're going to focus on right now we know that the multitude was at least 5000 i need you to wrap your minds around that right now and while sitting on the mountain top with his disciples Jesus, the scripture says, lifted up his eyes. Amen. This tells me that Jesus may have been just a little bit tired. Amen. He had been walking all day, and the mere fact that he was walking up on the mountain and took a seat tells me that Jesus was tired. Amen. Uh, so I interpret lifting up his eyes that Jesus' eyes were closed and he was relaxing. Amen. But when he opened his eyes, he saw the multitude of people coming toward him. Now, Jesus is tired, and it is safe to say, safe to assume that the disciples were also tired. And here comes a multitude of people toward them. Now, now I know if that was some of us after a full day's work, amen, we, we would just shut our door, ignore the phone, or put on our pair of beats and block out everything around us but that's not what jesus did aren't you glad that even in his tiredness he still listens to us he still cares about us amen jesus in seeing the multitudes asked philip his disciple a question in verse five he said where shall we buy bread that these may eat jesus never asked the question he does not already have the answers to amen Young people, you got that? Jesus never asked a question he doesn't already have 
the answer to. Jesus was testing Philip's faith. Amen. After all Jesus had after all Jesus had been doing in the presence of the disciples, he still tested the disciples' faith, and Philip's faith was still not rock solid. Amen. Here is the first lesson for you, young people. No matter where you are in your faith, your faith will be tested by God, tried by man, and tempted by the devil. Let, let me say that again. No matter where you are in your faith, your faith will be tested by God, tried by man, and tempted by the devil. So some of your greatest tests will come when you are at your weakest points. That's when that's when your greatest test will come. Go, go, go look at Job lost everything, and even after losing everything, Job did not curse God. Job passed his test and received double what he had lost. What about your test? Uh, uh, well, Pastor Stevens, how do I get ready? I, I'm, I'm glad you ask. You see, you got to read your Bible daily and walk with God closely. Let me say that again. You got to read your Bible daily and walk with God closely. The fact that the young boy was among the crowd means that he was there to listen to the word of God through Jesus Christ and follow Jesus to the mountain. Amen. You got to pray daily, young people. Joel was a praying man, young people. You see, you need to put up prayer deposits. I talked about this once before, Job sent up prayers just in case his children messed up. Amen. I, I'm, I can tell you this. Every parent in here, every parent in here, grandparent, uncle, aunt, etc., in here has prayed up for you because we know you are not perfect and neither are I. Amen. We, are, uh, we all make mistakes. That's why we sent up prayer deposits to God uh, just in case you mess up or we mess up. Now, Jesus asked Philip, this question what shall we buy what what shall we buy bread that these may eat and we see in verse 7 philip answers to jesus question here's what philip had to say to him 200 denarius worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may be may have a little let me read that again 200 denarius worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. I had a little problem with uh, Philip in answering that question because I want to pinpoint Philip's faith. I don't know about you, but I don't serve a little bit God. You see what Philip said? He said, he said, he said, uh, 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 the bread is not sufficient for them, uh, every one of them to have a little. I don't serve a little bit God. Amen. Did you catch that? What Philip was implying that the money was not even sufficient enough to supply each person with a little bit. Now, 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 that is not somebody. That that is not somebody who doesn't know better. This is not somebody who just walked up on Jesus and, and just began to talk with him. This is one of uh, this is one one of Jesus' running partners, as I want to call him. His his ride or die. You see, Philip saw uh, Philip saw the miracles. It, it's not like he just happened to bump up to Jesus on the on the street. He had been walking with Jesus. See, see, Philip was there at the wedding when the wine ran out and Jesus turned those six water pots. You see what I'm saying? He turned those six water pots filled with water to wine in John 2, 6 through 9. But yet and still, Philip did not think that the money he had was enough to feed the multitudes even a little bit. That's because he was thinking with his little bit mind. Amen. Isn't that how 
we think sometimes good hope. Well, 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 Lord, you know, my check it, check this month, and, and, and my, my check is a, a, a little short this month, and my bills are a lot more, so I can't pay my tithes this month and my bills at the same time. I, 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 I know, Lord, you, you understand that, so I'll hit you up next pay period. Uh, I, I, I got to get you next payday. Well, God, my, my grades are not good enough right now for me to get into college. You see, we try to put God in our own little box. He only asked for 10%. Why do you think he says if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can tell the mountain to move, young people? Matthew 17 and 20 says if you just have faith of the mountain and you tell that mountain to move, the mountain will move. The problem today is we rely more on what we can see. Uh, it has to be tangible, meaning I got to be able to put my hand on it, something we can touch then rather than what we cannot see. It says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. All I have is sufficient, young people. Now listen to what Andrew Simon Peter, brother, said to Jesus in verse 9. There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But then he had to add the but. He had to add the but. He should have just left it right there. But he said, but what are they among uh, so many? Now, now, now here's another one of Jesus ride or die. Been with him through thick and thin. And he had to put that but. If he would have just left the but out, Jesus would have did what Jesus does. But he had to say, but I, I hear again another disciple discounting the young boys all I have. Amen. I want to spend a little more time here because here's lesson number two. Never let, and I'm talking directly to you young people, never let anyone or anything discount, discourage, or dismiss your all I have. Amen. Let me say that again. Never let anyone or anything discount, dismiss, or discourage your all I have. Just because it does not look like enough for them. You see, you see, you see, we get so caught up with our human, with our human eyes that, that when we see that it's just a little bit in the jar, it's just a little bit in the pantry, we don't think it's enough. Just because they don't, it doesn't look like enough for them does not take away it being enough for God. Amen. God will use your little bit. Or you're all I have to be a blessing to others. Amen. That's the problem we have right now with mankind. Enough is never enough. Amen. If I could just get a little bit more, the more we get, the more we want. The more we get, the more we mess up. L listen, listen to this. Research from the National Endowment of Financial Education uh, estimated that 70% of people who unexpectedly come into a large sum of money end up broke. Did you get that? 70% that come unexpectedly. I'm talking about your lottery numbers. I know that ain't none of you in here. Amen. Y'all ain't playing that lottery, but I'm just saying about 70% that hit it, lose it. Amen, somebody. Why? Because Luke 16 and 10 tells us he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. If you can't take care a little bit, how you going to handle a lot? Amen. Be satisfied with God, all, what God has already given you. Uh, 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 and when he wants to increase you, he will, but he got to know you're going to do all right with the little bit first. Amen. Uh, 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 let me tell you this. 
Let me tell you this story because we get so caught up into the frills and thrills of being uh, what success is. We, I, I heard somebody tell me this, and I love this. We get so busy, and I'm talking to the adults now. We get so busy making a, making a living, we forget to make a life. Amen? Uh, 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 uh. Let me say that again. We get so busy making a living, we forget to make a life. And then our, our kids got to go somewhere else to get the love. Our kids got to go somewhere else to get the compassion because we're too busy on our nine to five. See, that takes precedence over everything else. All, all, all they want to do is spend a little bit of time for you to come to their games, come to their recitals, or just sit with them and tell them how beautiful they are, how much you appreciate them. But we get so busy, and that's because society has pushed us to become a society of success in the material sense when God has given us everything in the spiritual sense. Amen. Let, let, let me share this story with you. Amen. 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 An American, an American investment banker was taking a much needed vacation in a small coastal Mexican village when a small boat with just one fisherman docked. The boat had several large fish in it. The investment banker was impressed by the quality of the fish, and he asked the Mexican how long it took to catch them. The Mexican replied, only a little while. The banker then asked, why didn't you stay out longer and catch more fish? The Mexican fisherman replied, he had enough to support his family immediate need. The American then asked, but what do you do with the rest of your time? The Mexican fisherman replied, I sleep late, fish a little, play with my children, take siestas with my wife, stroll in the village and each evening. I sip wine and play guitar on, with my amigos. I have a full and busy life, senor. The investment broker, the investment banker scoffed, and he said, I am an Ivy League Harvard MBA graduate, and I could help you. You could spend more time fishing with and with the proceeds buy a bigger boat with the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several until eventually you have a whole fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling and to catch the middle, uh, instead of selling your catch to the middleman, you could sell directly to the processor. Eventually, opening up your own cannery, you can control the product processing and distribution. Then he added, "Of course, you would need to leave this small coastal fishing fishing village and move to Mexico City, where you would run your own enterprise." Amen. And then the Mexican fisherman asked but senor how long will that take to which the american replied 15 to 20 years but what then asked the mexican the american laughed and said that's the best part when the time is right you would announce an ipo and sell your company stock to the public and become very rich and then this is what he said you could make millions millions senor then what the mexican asked to which the investment the investment banker replied, then you would retire. You would never have to, you would, you, you would retire. You could move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take a siesta with your wife, stroll to the village in the evening where you could sip wine and play with your guitar with your amigos. Don't end up going around in circles to get what God has already given you. Amen. Don't let somebody else determine your outcome. People may, look, 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 young people. People may see your youth and try to discount your worth. Uh, let me say that again. People may see your youth and try to discount your worth. But as long as you have faith 
and keep your eyes on God, your all I have is sufficient. Amen. Let me tell you the story of David, a young shepherd boy, face, a boy face go live with all I have. See, he had all he had was a slingshot and a few, some say rocks. I would even say he had a few pebbles. That's all he had, but that's all he had. Didn't even have his own rocks. He had to stop at a stream, reach down and pick up his rocks, but that's all he had. Now, now, now the king tried to give David his armor and his sword and, and, and sent him out. But David, all that. See, see, a lot of people, young people, when they see your all I have, they think you need more than that and they want to give you theirs. But if God didn't give it to you, you don't need to accept it. Amen. Uh, you got to leave it be. This is what you're, this is what you're telling me. You can be just as kind and, and, and kind hearted to him. You can say, no, sir, no, ma'am. My all I have is sufficient enough for him. So he, what I have is, is sufficient enough. So, so David, you know the story. David went to Goliath and faced Goliath with all I have, which was his slingshot and his rocks. And out of all that there, David ended up getting the kingdom. Amen, somebody. Don't let somebody else discount, discourage, or dismiss your all I have. You see, the young boy had all he needed. Amen. He had two fish and five loaves a bread in his lunchbox. What is in your lunchbox? Amen. Uh, God can use your all I have to bless others. What you have is sufficient for you. Use your all I have to get what all God has for you. Let me say that again. Use your all I have to get what God has for you. David slingshot got him a kingdom. Amen. Uh, I, can, I, I can't tell how many stories there are there where parents sent their children to college on a shoestring budget. That's all I have. Amen, somebody. I can't tell you how many stories out there where mamas are making meals out of there. All I have. Amen. I might go in the pantry and can't see the meal in there, but when she comes out, I got a full meal. Amen, somebody. Uh, 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 uh. You're always wondering, uh, mama, I didn't see nothing but some beans and rice in there. Where all this other stuff come from? All I have is enough for him. Amen. Third lesson, third lesson, you must be willing and ready to give God and trust God with your lunchbox. Amen. You got to be willing and ready to give God and trust God with your lunchbox. Amen. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. It's when we start to, to, to acknowledge him, when we don't lean on our own understandings and always acknowledge him. He will make the path straight. Amen. Amen. God has a plan for each one of your lives. Amen. You may not see it right now. Listen, listen, listen. Don't let your parents, and I'm going to give you a little secret. Don't let your parents and grandparents fool you. They didn't have it all together when they was coming up. When, when, when we was 12 and 13, especially when we was 16, 17, and 18, oh, 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 oh wait, wait, Deacon Small, go ahead and play, play back the, the recorder from the 1950s, 60s, 70s, and 80s so they can see their parents back in the day. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and Brother Wiley, you lock the door so they can't leave out of here. You see, because when, when they start playing that 19, what, oh, 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 so you, you will get to see Mama and Daddy them. We didn't always... Have it together, amen. Uh, God has a plan for each of you. You may not see it right now. He may not reveal it to you right now, but you can rest assured that he has a plan for your life. Uh, and I like this. You all know this, my favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Boy, I know the plans I have for you. And, and guess who's saying it? Declares the Lord. Amen. He said plans to prosper you. Amen. And not to harm you. He says plans to give you hope and a future. But see, in order to follow God's plan, you must trust him with your lunchbox. Amen. Uh, you got to trust him with your all I have. It's significant. You have to trust in that your all I have is significant enough to get you from high school to college and from college to wherever you want to go. Amen. Listen, listen. Jesus in verse 10 tells the disciples to make the people sit down and they numbered around 5,000. Now, this is not counting the women and children who are also there. Now, I need you to really, really get this fourth, uh, this fourth lesson here. Uh, young people. Verse 11. I need you to really, really get this. Verse 11 said that Jesus took the young boy all I have. He took the loaves and when he had given thanks. Let me, let me, let me, let me say that again because I, I don't want you to miss that. A lot of times we forgive to give thanks for just our little bit. Just we forgive to give thanks for our, you know, all I have is just $2 in my pocket, Lord. Uh, I, I need 10 but if you, I'm here to tell you, young people, if it's 50 cent in your pocket and you give, Lord, the Lord thanks for it, he will bless you with it. Amen, somebody. We make the mistake of thinking what we have is not sufficient. So when, when he said he gives you that, he gave thanks and then distributed to them, and likewise, the fish. Did you understand that? He took two fish five loaves of bread, and he said he began to distribute it to him. I, I can only imagine what the disciples thought, and, and especially the multitudes when they saw two fish and five loaves. How He just kept breaking off a piece here and there and breaking off a piece until everybody had enough. Amen. Don't God works like that sometimes? You know, you, you wonder, well, Lord, I, I know the electric bill was due this month, and I didn't have the money, but you know what? The lights are still on in your house. Amen? I, 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 I need you to get that. Jesus gave thanks for all I have. We have to give thanks for the hoopty. Amen? We have to give thanks for the all I have. You see, you did not get the school of your choice, but be thankful that you're in school. Amen? Uh, 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 you did not get the shoes that you wanted, but be thankful that you have feet to put shoes on, amen. Uh, I know some people out there that don't have feet will be glad to have the shoes that you have if they had feet, amen. Uh, I, I, I know you may not be living in a mansion like your neighbors are, but be glad you got a roof over your head. That's, 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 that's being thankful for the all I have. Uh, it may not be steak and potatoes, but at least it's food, amen, somebody. First Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances. I, I like that. Well, 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 Pastor Stephen, how can I give thanks in all circumstances? I have some bad things going on. Uh, my childhood ain't so good. He says give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, and and you, got to, you got to understand what he said. He said, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. And we know, we know that all things work together for the good of those who what? Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You just got to love him. The young boy lunchbox, the young boy lunchbox, all I have was sufficient for D Jesus to feed the multitudes, amen. He, look, look, the young boy could have said no. He could have run off with uh, uh, when the disciples approached him. Instead, he trusted Jesus with 
is all I have. Amen. Amen. I, I, I want to think the little boy had a little more faith than the disciples. Amen. Because he didn't question Jesus about it. Now, here's Jesus, Ace Boon Coon. These are Jesus running part. His ride or die. And they, they got to question whether that the, the little boy, young boy, just handed it over. He, 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 I, I want to think he had a little more faith than they did that Jesus can do. He didn't see the miracles that he was doing, but he knew what he could do. Amen, somebody. Anything holding you back from God's plan for your life, you got to release it, young people. I, I got to tell you this. Uh, 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 when you find those things in your life that are wearing you down and holding you back, you got to release those things. Uh, uh, let, uh, you got to let them go. Well, what am I talking about, Pastor Stevens? I'm talking about, and, and I know this going to hit deep, but I'm talking about those friends who don't increase you, 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 you and only want to hold you back. Man, man now listen, 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 man. We, we don't have to go to school today. Uh, 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 girl, I'm not down with that school stuff. Let's skip and ditch today. Let me tell you, if it's not increasing your young people, you got to release it. Friends, some something and someone said to you, you got to let that stuff go. Uh, lighten your load and move forward. I could have, you know, uh, allowed circumstances in my life to keep pulling me down, but I, I, you know what? I, I had to let it go. Y'all, y'all know the the story of my, my biological father not being there. You know, I could have, I could have let that hold me back and continue to hold me back. But I choose to look up to the heavenly Father who placed, uh, 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 in my. Uh, I look up to the heavenly Father who, who 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 replaced my biological father. Amen. How many of you have a cell phone, young people? Don't raise your hand because I know all of you do. Uh, uh, what you do when you get a message that you no longer want? Uh, 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 the answer is you delete that message. Uh, well, you need to apply that same method to those things in your life that are preventing you from getting closer to God, that are preventing you from coming to school on time, amen, those things that are keeping you from completing your assignments on time, that that you have uh, uh, been given anything that keeps you from striving for perfection, you need to delete it or let it go. Look, Paul is saying in Philippians 3.13, forgetting those things which are behind. Back in the day, you know they used to call me, I told you Rick James because of my hair and my lifestyle. Uh, as I got older and closer to God, I had to release a whole lot of people and places and things in my life. I don't frequent the same places I used to go. I don't go to Club Kathleen. I know it ain't open anymore, but I don't go there when it was open. I don't frequent the places I used to frequent. Well, what, what, what you see now is the polished Dr. Stevens. But I have a story to tell you. I was one young, I was once young just like you. Young people, if it does not increase you in your relationship with God, simply you got to release it. One of the biggest problems we have in life, and I'm going to tell you this, young people, even with adults, one of the biggest problems we have in life is trying to hold on to what God is trying to get us to release. Amen? Trying to hold on to what God is trying to get us to release. Knowing that the mortgage is too much, but I, I, I know if I come to church and I lose my home, or if I just let it go in the foreclosure, they're going to talk about me. But God's saying, you know what? You got to release that home. You can't, you can't no longer afford the 17, the 2200 or whatever. Let that thing go. It's too big anyway. You, 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 you were giving, you were praising God for the blessing. God didn't bless you with that home. That's you stepping out. God just have to decrease you just so he can increase. Amen, somebody. Uh, 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 we always trying to Hold on to what God is trying to get us to release. I love saying this, everything good to you. And this this what my mama saying, everything good to you and not always good for you. Amen. Uh, 
I had to release. Listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about me now. I had to release the rejection and the refusal by my biological father to be a part of my life. Once I realized that I could not change him and the only thing that I could do was change me, my thoughts, I had to release the rejection and the revenge and the retaliation, amen, before I can move on to my journey, amen. You got to believe in your Bible. I have a saying, and it goes like this. What you believe, young people, you become. Let me, let me tell you that. What you believe, you become. If you think you're stupid, then you're going to be stupid. I, I'm just going to tell you, nobody's got to call you stupid. If you believe that you're stupid, you're going to be stupid. If you believe you can't do this or you can't do that, wake up in the morning believing I'm going to have a bad day. Then wonder why you're bad day. You're having a bad day because you already spoken into existence. You got to believe that, you know what, I'm the smartest person in the room. I, 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 you got to believe that I can accomplish anything I set my mind to it. Amen. Uh, 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 you just got to have faith. Uh, uh, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, faith is the substance of what things hope for. And it's the evidence of what things not seen. Uh, uh, the race is won before you get into the starting blocks. Young people, I, I, I just want to speak to you and be real for a minute. I, 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 I put this, I truly, truly felt God put this in here. So I got to, I got to speak to you. It's you Sunday. You see, uh, 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 I have to say this before you leave the sanctuary. I don't want you to miss this. Each and every young people. Young people, each and every one of you are here for a reason. Amen. I don't care how you got here. You're here for a reason. You need to understand that. Don't, don't let anybody discount. God doesn't make mistakes. Truly, truly think. We talk about conception, and I know y'all young kids can stop up your ears, but you, when we talk about conception, doesn't matter how you would conceive. The sin was in the sex, but God has a purpose for your life here. Huh? We may be sitting here looking at the next president of the United States. You just got to believe that. I'm, I'm pretty sure when President Obama was born and, and got a mama, got a daddy from Kenya and a mama here, he didn't never think he'd be the president, but he's the president of this United States. You got to, you got to believe that your birth was a reason... Amen, young people. I got to speak that to you. Uh, listen, listen. I'm reminded of, of something Oprah said on her very last show. I, I, and I, I, I got to speak this. Y'all got to hear this. Oprah said this. No one is responsible, listen to this, for your life but you. Uh, no one is responsible. Let me say that again. No one is responsible for your life but you. So you had a bad childhood. Make lemons out of lemonade. Amen. You didn't finish high school. Go back and finish high school, amen. You didn't pass what the FCAT or whatever they have now. Go back and take that. And now, parents, I'm talking to you now. L listen to me because uh, a lot of times we get ourselves in such a big knot. You've done the best you can. You don't, you don't have to have regrets because you, didn't, you could not do more. Your all I have was sufficient, amen. Your all I have, if it wasn't, if it wasn't God would have, gave you more stop beating yourself up you can't be sad enough to make somebody else happy uh, i got to say that god you can't be sad enough to make somebody else happy you got to just do you parents god does not promise us and did not promise us everything on earth will be peaches and cream but he does promise us a place in heaven amen uh many times we're blocking our own blessings because we feel we are unworthy well young people if you don't hear from anybody else i'm telling you you are worthy and worthy is your birthright let me